Hi folks, I'm Alan Watt, and this is Cutting Through the Matrix on October the 15th, 2017. Today I was outside for a little while. It was a nice day, eventually, when it warmed up a bit. And it did warm up a bit, it wasn't bad at all. In fact, I wish summer was like this, because the bugs right now are dying down as winter gets closer and closer. So it was much more pleasant than normal. But I watched the planes in the sky going back and forth, back and forth, and, and they're getting even lower now, I noticed, up here where I am with their, with their spraying of the air and so on to manipulate the weather. And sure enough, now it's pouring rain. It's, it's interesting to watch it happening as they go, they go and do it, and, and then it eventually starts. Uh, and they have different kinds of sprays. You can tell sometimes by the, 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 the hue of, of, of the actual stuff they're spraying, if it's going to be rain or if they're going to disperse the clouds. In fact, they can do either. They can actually cause clouds to form or they can cause them to disperse. And often you'll, you'll often see that very pale, pale, whitish blue mush across the sky. Not a deep blue at all that they've been spraying. And when that, that particular type of spring, it, it gets warmer. It traps the, the, the air underneath it. Uh, and I've, I've been noticing this and keeping records of it since the 90s. And we're well into uh, manipulation of the weather today. And now it's been used, of course, as a, as a, a weapon because a whole, a whole plan for the future for all of mankind hinges on convincing them to give up all the rights, all their freedoms, and to have behavior modification from birth to death, basically, as a given, uh, to save the world. This whole agenda, this con game that they've hinged it all upon. And they said that at the Club of Rome, that, that that's what their task was, to find something, some excuse they could use to take all their freedoms away and so on and get the people to give up their rights. And they hit, that's what they said in their own words, they hit upon the idea that global warming and famine and drought and, and, and the like would fit the bill. And here we are watching it all. But again, we're living in an amazing unreality now, aren't we? Completely amazing. It really is amazing because, as I sat outside, I also thought about the what is reality today? What, what is it? Everything's changed, and it's changing faster and faster, in fact, as we go through levels of change, planned levels of change. Years ago, I said that eventually you would be trained out of expecting to have access to what governments are up to. In other words, real news. And they had big world meetings about it and, and national meetings about it and different professors involved and psychologists and psychiatrists and, and neuroscientists and behaviorists and everybody to do with tinkering with their minds and sociologists and so on and how they could literally train the public not to look for news or to look for news and accept the fact that what they'd be getting eventually is substitutes for the news in a post-democratic world. And that's what it's about. People might still use the terms democratic. Eventually that will disappear eventually too. But at the moment, they must keep that little term going. And especially when they have more wars to finish off, or even start and finish off. But the idea of democracy is cumbersome. Even the Club of Rome, again, the big think tank for the United Nations and for the, for the CFR and the big globalist boys, 
they said the same thing that, that they couldn't get things done fast enough. The big changes of the technocratic society, they know the professionally managed society. They couldn't get it all done where folk think that they had rights in a democratic system. And therefore they'd have to train the public and wean them away from expecting it. And it's been awfully successful. Look around you. You can't look... In an age when we're supposed to have access to more information than ever before, yeah, you have all kinds of repetitive rubbish and data, but you really have very little real news at all. But really you don't. And the people are not really expecting to get it. Have you noticed that? Very few people are saying, well, where's the real news now? Where's your governments? They usually hand out statements all the time, and the media would, would simply repeat it in their papers, little handouts. And at least you got an idea, even if it was spun and it was all public relations, but you got an idea that they had to, they had to admit once in a while what they were up to to an extent. They don't even bother anymore. Have you noticed that? They don't even bother it. And whatever is handed out to is, is written so badly that nobody wants to read it. It doesn't make sense. I think it's a technique too, by the way. <laughs> and you turn off. You turn off from the articles if it doesn't make sense or if it's badly, badly written. That's not accidental. Of course it's not. So you are being trained not to participate. You're being trained as they pump up this whole idea of fake news until people will think that all news is fake. And they're not far wrong, actually. Not far wrong. But it also means you'll dismiss or, or throw out the baby with the bathwater. And once that happens, just don't, you'll just turn away. I won't bother looking for news anymore. And a lot of folk don't. They look at what's called trash. Everything that comes up on the darn computer is trash when it comes to newspapers. When you have all kinds of boob babes all down the sides of the articles, you're, you're reading trash. That's what you're reading. And in fact, the articles are really hardly even a bait to get you to look at that particular story. It's hardly a bait at all. The rest of what you're seeing there and being distracted by is the bait. It's really amazing. So simple, really sex sells. But if people were truly, truly wanting to give you news, you wouldn't need all that stuff on the sides. You'd have straightforward news. You don't get it anymore. Everything is so spun. And everything, too, is so politically correct. So politically correct. And everyone who's been brought up now, who is involved in, in reporting of any kind, that very few that are still left, still have all had the brainwashing to be politically correct. The Pavlovian training not to talk about this, not to investigate that, not to even go near this, blah, 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 blah. Everybody's afraid of it. They all, everybody knows it. We all know it, for goodness sake. And it's so bad now that certain laws were passed in different countries. You can't even go anywhere near them, even when it's to do with a, a really interesting and truthful story. You, you can't touch them. So don't look for any kind of media becoming more and more honest as time goes on. It's becoming less honest. And real media is, is rapidly disappearing. And looking in what's called the mainstream is a joke too because that, that's their job now is to give you nonsense. A it's like ersatz news, like fake coffee news. Now you have fake, fake news. It's like a news, but it's not news. It's lots of data, 
now you can have babies babbling. That's data, babble, babble, babble. But but it's not anything that you can remember. That's what you're getting today. And the rest of it, it really, it's, it's like it's tabloid trash. They used to call it tabloid trash. The ones with all the sex, 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 sex. And, but even they would have some news once in a while. You don't even get that anymore. And, and everyone trends with the same stories at the same time. That's all ma- this is massive psychological operations going on. And folk, with, with the, the combination of big, big media combines all working together, that's why you're getting all this rubbish. It's not by chance at all. But you're looking at getting worse and worse and worse as, you, as you're trained to expect less and less and less. Sensationalism has taken the place of what we used to call news. And all sides of everything, it's all sensationalism and personality cults and all the rest of it. It's showbiz. And it's sad. Because life is not to do with... Showbiz is one tiny little sideline. Reality is much, much more serious than that. I mean, even people who, who are supposedly, or you, you think they're supposedly going to give you more and more truths all the time, and that's what they're there for, are, are completely compromised and getting big, big dollars, big dollars from different sources, maybe even from other countries too, to promote certain things. Yeah, and you all know this. If you don't, then, then please, you know... Um, start praying to come round the world in a second or third or ten thousandth lifetime because you're learning nothing in this one. And you should be. From birth to death, you're supposed to wisen up. When you see corruption on any any level, and you smell it, corruption stinks, you always smell it, then, then you, you don't just pass it by and say, well, they're, they're not corrupt this month. When, when, when someone's lying to you, obviously lying to you, Shame on you if you ever start believing in them again. That's how bad things are now. It's, it's really, really sad. And it's true enough, uh, <laughs> it's a dangerous field. And reality is a very dangerous field. It truly is. There are certain segments or sections of society you can still do the play for. You put the play on for them, for adherence of, oh, let's get more more justice in the world, things like that. That's allowed, you see, because these are mainstream agendas. And every one of them generally is for an alternate ending than the one you think you're working for. They always are. The people who do the work never find out what, really, what it was really all about until, until it's long after they're gone and stopped, they've stopped doing it. It's like armies. Armies are the same. Soldiers are not given the reasons why. They're given to do or die, as they say. And they're very happy these days to go and do it. Go and attack those guys and kill them, okay. And they don't really need what you would call detailed propaganda as to why they must go and do it. And it's the same with any kind of army, whether it's in civilian life or anything else. People do the bidding, often for nice-sounding things. And they like to believe that they're doing things for the right causes. They're good people, for right, great causes, and have no idea to destroy part of society, or part of their own culture, or part of even natural culture, which is very destructive on them themselves, and anything that comes after them for that matter. They have no idea. They never know. They never, never know. And that's how intense things are today. 
everyone is given a group to join. I mentioned that in one of my first talks years and years ago. You're all given your, your it's like walking into a, a big shopping mall, and there's the place where you go for, for the suits and whatever you, your flavor your flavor of fashion happens to be they've got a suit to fit, ready-made, ready-made to fit. Just fit into this, walk, walk out with this, that's it. Whatever the, the flavor of activism or whatever it happens to be that you think you're into is already prepared. Because the people at the top always need numbers and the worker bees, that's all they want. And you'll think you'll know, you will think you'll know why you're doing it. You might go in it with, into whatever you're doing with very good reasons, and be very genuine. But if you can't catch on, and lots of folk prefer not to catch on when they start to get a paycheck, and a lot of these NGOs actually end up getting big, big paychecks. A lot of the activist groups, by the way, were brought on board with the world, the globalist organizations, into the meetings of the globalists. They talked about it. I even put them up on the air when it first happened a few years back, when, when it's what, one of the major globalist meetings they said, look at all those people down there. If we just get leaders of the NGOs on board with us and bring them up into the meetings, then we can actually use them. And sure enough, that's exactly what happened. You don't see protests anymore, have you? thought that was rather strange. They're all getting massive paychecks. That's what runs the world. Stop being so darned naive. Or when someone's pushing nothing but a political party or a person, don't you think, don't think that they're doing it because they like the person? Or pushing for the next war. I don't think other countries aren't maybe helping them out on the way there. Come on. Wake up, for goodness sake. But again, that is your choice too. You are free enough to, to, to prefer to be stupid and dull and asleep. That's your choice, isn't it? And it is a choice. Lots of people cannot handle the truth. That is very true. And a lot of really decent people can't handle the truth. It frightens them. If to, if to believe that everything's a con game, that you're living in the greatest official legalized corruption ever called governmental systems and so on, and globalism, the big organizations up there are not there to help to protect them and their kind, their people, whatever it happens to be. It terrifies them because they live in a fake bubble. But the reality is, where you want, if you wake up, you won't be any safer than you were in the, in the fake bubble you were living in, that you chose to live in. It doesn't make it any better, because you weren't safe there either. You just thought you were. It doesn't mean there's not decent people in the world, but the decent people generally are not, uh, are, <laughs> you won't find them in, in positions of power. You really won't. In fact, the people who are in the positions of power are often the front people, and they get those, those positions the same way as a lot of people who went into Hollywood. <laughs> did everything possible to get into a position of power or wealth or whatever. The same thing. And in fact, that's a good analogy in a sense, isn't it? That this Weinstein stuff, uh, and, and suddenly, suddenly, come on, come on, how old are you all out there? Huh? So, and look at all the stuff you've watched your whole life long. You're all contaminated with the filth that you watch until nothing shocks you anymore. But suddenly you're all shocked and sore. All these actresses and actors in Hollywood... Of what was happening there. Who's kidding? Do you fall for this rubbish? Are you really, really falling? This feigned indignation and disgust. Who is kidding who? Huh? 
Who's kidding who? And I really am wondering what this guy did to be thrown to the wolves. Because they're pretty well all at it. And they always have been at it in Hollywood. You all know that. <laughs> There's articles out there from way, way back. Way back. Even before Marilyn Monroe's day. And Marilyn Monroe came out with it too. After her big hits. And she suddenly had uh, the money coming in. And she said she wouldn't have to get on her knees anymore. To, and she actually specified the kind of people who were telling her to get on her knees and do certain things for them. She's quite blatant about it. That was a long time ago. It's never, it was, didn't start with her. It didn't stop with her either. It's always been like that. Lots and lots of articles out there over many years. The Casting Couch was another one that came out all about that years ago, exposing it all. So why all this complete distraction right now? That's the old story. There is even an awfully good comedy musical put out, which is, it really is well done. It had far more truth in it than anything else. It was called The Phantom of the Paradise. Not the opera, but the paradise. And it's a kind of take on on that too, of the the opera. And it was a good comedy musical. It has the guy who owns the big, big musical business, etc., who decides who's going to be a star and so on. And And he's... Representing the devil. The whole idea is selling your soul. You know, you'll sell your soul. You'll, you'll do anything. And, and that's the whole thing all through it. And, and that's how it's done. So let's get off this whole holy throne of, of people who've never looked down at the scum of the planet and watch what they're up to. Come on. But anyway, getting back to what I'm talking about fake news now, look at all the rubbish they're giving you for news. Look at it all. And just before I get off that topic too, they say that one of the biggest problems in Hollywood, and, and, and it's the people who run it all, you know that too, there's, there's little differences here and there, is pedophilia. Massive, male and female, they don't care. They don't care. But do you, really, do you understand it takes a whole system to cover that up? A whole system. Legal professions, investigative professions, police professions, all aware of it and knowing when to look the other way, which is pretty well every day. Come on. I've said before, in a real society where people are completely trained, and they're trained to be naive, and we all are to an extent, but as I say, you catch on rather quickly with bits and bytes of information throughout your life of what's going on everywhere you look. Or with politicians. I can't believe that people still believe in the nonsense of all these front people called politicians. Politicians never meet a compromise they don't like if it furthers their own career. And if it's opposite to the last compromise, it doesn't matter to them. There's no blushing going on. They're psychopathic in nature. I gave talks on that years ago. The politician is lumped in with the tension-seeking psychopath which also includes actresses, actors, <laughs> producers, you guess, too, and all the rest of them, and also, believe it or not, waitresses. Because there's been people going to these bars, and there's, the, there's the, the, the dyed blonde waitress who gets to know all the guys. They all eventually lean on her. She's awfully good at making them trust her. And, and, the, the, and she becomes the confessor, that she listens to them all. And she can manipulate them all. 
but she's also getting a reward off this, and that's a massive adulation and praise and almost worship she gets from all these different people. The politicians, too, are the same. It's like actors and actresses. They've got to constantly have, a, have attention. It's death to them not to get attention. And they live for it. They live for it. Stacks of studies over many years have been done on it all. And don't think the politicians... The best system to examine is the British system. Because where's they put a, a better polish on nowadays in America... Uh, of of how how correct they are and just they are mainly through movies and fiction, uh, uh, etc. The British system, you just look at the people, look at them, and these people would sell anybody down the river for their own aggrandizement and promotion. That that's what they're like, and they all and the public you, around them, the people the people around them especially, they know it too. It's crude. It's very crude. In Britain, and it's that's all for self gain, and getting ahead in life. And if that meant selling, which they do, sell their own people down the river to even eliminate them all, they'll do it. They'll do it. That's a psychopath, absolutely. But it's far more open in Britain, with their jeering and and their <laughs> all the kind of stuff they're up to. Far more open. And they never serve the people. They never serve the people. No. They'll always pick little, little, little minority groups or something to run on for a ticket, but they, really, they don't serve the people. No. And so you, see, that's how the whole world really is run, because only that type goes into politics. It's all that kind of going into. There's been many, many articles written on people who stepped forth in history, in all countries down through history. The old idea that the right man at the right hour would come forth reluctantly or be pressured into the front reluctantly. And they were natural leaders when they're in because they could make the right decisions for the right reasons because they were not politicians and they were not in it for, for, for a lifelong career. And one thing about them too, uh, such people that, that are pushed forward who are natural leaders, when they realize they're natural leaders, they start to lose it. They start to lose it. Again, long stories on, on the psychology of these things, but getting back to what I'm saying, we're living in an age now of the personality cult. Huge public relations uh, marketing companies that do all the advertising and so on work with these people to give them an image. They create the star, star images. I've given talks on this too before. The same groups that created the Einstein types made them stars, and so on. And still do, with new, with new ones always coming along. Are the same with people who are, tra- who are paid now to make politicians into stars. It's all fake, it's all nonsense, but that's what, that's what they do to sell it to the public. If you really believed that the people who are, are apparently, and it's very much apparent, running your countries at the head, the figureheads, look at them. Do you really think they're running such complex organisms? Do you really think that? Of course they're not. But there are systems within the countries that do run them, definitely. Governments themselves and the bureaucracies, even down to your local bureaucracies, are there to serve themselves, not to serve you. 
and they serve themselves very, very well and live very well off of you. And they also get big rewards for working out the legal deals nationally and internationally for the big corporations that always come first. Anything to do with the people is at the bottom of the list, except for the indoctrination, which is called education and social engineering that keeps them all passive, etc. That's vital. But the rest of it, all, all the big work of bureaucrats and, and all the different bureaucracies within governments is to do with making sure that the big corporations are really, really raking in the cash and doing well. Years ago, and after the Cold War, years ago, they had different workers or employees of MI5 and MI6 in Britain give little interviews on television, not giving away great secrets or anything. A few of them in Britain did come out and say that their primary job when they were abroad and so on was on behalf of the big, big corporations. What they were talking about, too, was the military-industrial complex, all the, those big corporations, to make sure that things went smoothly for them and that other nations that were opposing them weren't laying little traps to, to stymie them uh, while, while these other countries vied to sell their own weapons and so on to other parts of the world. It's, it's a massive game out there. But it had nothing to do with the people of the countries involved. They said we paid for all, generally. Because all big corporations, especially in the military-industrial field, live on corporate welfare. The hands out all the time. Just like the big, big banks, too big to fail. They bail you out. Well, the big corporations are the same. Well, if we go under, you'll have no defense capabilities. We run on the missiles, we run this, we run that, we run the tanks, yada, yada, yada. It's a great business, incredible, incredible lucrative business. But the, as I say, the reality is the people at the bottom are the general population who are given stacks and stacks of, now it's cheap, free, inter, sometimes free entertainment, constant entertainment, and to more fantasia and, and senseless nonsense there's no intellect even needed now to watch any of their movies. At one time, you used to get stimulation to an extent, even from books, you see. As people read books and even fiction books, is that their techniques in writing good stories. And it was the same to make good movies. But not now. It's all done this, this oh, slipshod, thrown together manner with lots of sex in it, of course. Wherever you see lots of sex starting off early in a movie, you know it's because they really don't have a story to go on. It's just padded. But that's what the public get at the bottom. Stacks of, like never before. And they're walking around and walking into to, 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 you know, poles in the road and things. They don't even see them. They, they can't get their eyes off that little phone in front of them. I know there's two, one of the phones are putting out now. It's got like a little radar thing that senses when you're going to walk, walk into a pole. Well, I've come a long way, eh? <laughs> but but this, this is what they give you for reality. And unfortunately, it works so well, doesn't it? And the clumps of pixels are, are altering their brain patterns and everything else, and they don't know it. But those guys at the Pentagon who helped design that, they know it. Oh, yeah. And who designed it for them? Well, the big companies that you're well familiar with that work with all this stuff. Look around you. Look around you. We're literally living in at the end 
of a service economy. The service economy wasn't even meant to last this long before we go into the next phase of austerity and post-industrial and post-consumer and post-service economy austerity. We're almost there. And believe you me, when they, when they really bang it in, oh, to save the world, we've got to tax every penny off you to save and give it to Al Gore and all these guys. And you can't go on breeding like you're breeding, those who are still having children. Oh, no. And you can't go living wherever you want to live. You must get into these designates. We've got you all sussed out and we're categorizing you all and putting you into these Agenda 21 cities to save you all. And they'll all fall for it. And give them lots of sex and, 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 and free energy. And they'll go, they'll go, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just too easy to manage the people, unfortunately. Isn't it true? Isn't that sad, isn't it? Hmm? Isn't it terribly sad? Yeah, it makes you wonder. But the future is written, because the global society will use, and they are using one group against another group as we go into this global system. Until you're all trained, you can't have any thoughts of your own, or even any natural reactions of your own to all of this. And you'll see, most most of you out there, will see a lot of this in your lifetime being fulfilled. At a pretty rapid pace, actually. But for news, forget it. It's a joke. It's a complete joke. Uh, For instance, even to find out what's happening in the Middle East now, you have to go into the Israeli papers to get anything at all about what's going on. Because everywhere else, it's like no one wants to talk about it. All the countries that will be involved in sending troops over to fight in Iran and so on. Because that's what they really want. That's where they're building up the troops inside Afghanistan, on the borders of Iran. That's what they're, they're keeping them there for. Now it's what the whole change was for. But they don't want to talk about it. So you have to go elsewhere for any kind of news. It's terrible. The Times of India often gives you more news than you're going to get in, in say, America or Canada, the US and Canada or Britain. And it's not because they couldn't do it here. It's because, obviously, there's a big agreement at the top between all the owners of the few outlets, because they're all one big combine, as you know. That's how well we're managed. Many years ago, I looked into the psychologies of people and the psychology that's involved with anthropology and some of them call it evolutionary psychology as well. But what they find with all testing and experimentation and so on, is that there, there is such a, a thing, there is such a thing, as they call, to an extent, normalcy, as regards nature. And nature doesn't give a hoot about what you feel about things. It really doesn't. Nature out there, just watching the animals. And everything out there in animal kingdoms, living on other animals, and, and eventually you have the poor ones at the bottom, that are herbivores, all get eaten by everything else. Nature's pretty cruel. Everything has the same thing in common. And nature wants everything to reproduce its own kind. It doesn't matter what it is. It doesn't care either in the human realm where he can afford it or not. And don't forget in the Western world, as they prattle on, they're not having children. A lot of them have had their children aborted, as you well know. Because that was all the rage for a while. All promoted from your own government's pinnacles, the very top. Wow. And then the pill... And then the, 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 the disincentive 
as Charles Galton Darwin says, uh, of the cost of having a child. It can be made awfully expensive. Then they tell you there's not enough of you. We've got to open your borders and eliminate what's left of you. That's what's happening today. So in other words, there's no pleasing the system because you're always lied to. Whatever reason is given, you're lied to anyway. It's incredible. But nature, getting back to nature, nature just wants you to procreate and, and have children. doesn't care what you feel about it because you're born with instincts. And you, you will generally procreate. You're born with instincts. Now, along with certain instincts to procreate or, or to be turned on, as they say, by the opposite sex or gender, there are pathways in the brain that are, that are there. And they know that there are pathways for all kinds of things that come into this, this realm of what nature demands of you. But they also know that if you warp these pathways, they in turn will warp the other little pathways in the, in the head. Now, psychological warfare experts picked up on that a long time ago. And you find it, and even from the early communistic writings to much, much later ones, of how they could destroy what they called the normalities, which also came down to having a nation or a people and everything that the people stood for in common because they generally had common cultures and common this and common that. All to, again, to do with nature, going right back to, to reproducing themselves. Reproducing yourselves it ends up having a tribe or, or a people or a country and, and common values to make you all get along together. But unfortunately, you can all get used by those who come in to, to, to work the top. They can use the natural instincts against the people. But if you warp any of the instincts, then as a chain reaction, as I say, the pathways in the brain, until the people become dysfunctional. This is well understood by, again, psychological warfare experts and those who, who are involved in the business of different kinds of torture. You don't need overt physical torture to be tortured. It can be done in such a, a psychological way over time that you'll simply start having breakdowns all over the place. And you're seeing it across the world, aren't you? It's not there by accident. And even comedies, I guess comedies again are some of the best places to look because they come out with these little strategies. I think it was one of Woody Allen's movies where he becomes a terrorist. He joins a terrorist group to impress a girl. He's in Latin America, and they, they go through their terrorist training and so on. They follow the leader. Eventually, they win. They win to overthrow the government. And the, the first thing the leader that he's following does is say that everyone now must overnight start speaking. I think it was, it was Swedish or something. And they must wear their underwear on the outside of their clothing, like over their pants and so on. And, and, and that you think it's a real strange thing. No, that this, this was all done as a joke, naturally, but it's also what they do. They take natural things, and, and then towards the end, they say, but you must all believe this or behave in this manner, etc., etc., and accept this and accept that. And once you start accepting all these different things, you'll have many breakdowns in society. 
As I say, getting back to nature, all it counts is nature. It doesn't give a darn about you, really, or how you feel about anything. But if you cross the lines of nature, there are consequences as these pathways in your brain become rewired, trying to make sense in order to survive. Until you, the organism, can no longer find reasons and you'll start breaking down. This is well understood what I'm saying. And it's too short a talk to to go into it in any real depth, but I certainly could. You're all going through the big, big stages now of the new human, you might say. As you all get your very, very clever and long-term indoctrination and propaganda into what you'll believe, what you must believe by law or else, regardless of sanity, insanity, or anything else involved in it, you better believe and do what you're told. When you're being told that you've got to change your language and talk Swedish and wear your underwear and outside of your pants, then, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's been mandated by laws. You're in trouble. You definitely are under a tyranny. And that's why people... Uh, who, who in, in society, you've got to have many, many opinions from all kinds of sources. Unfortunately, you get organized opinions. Who, who people have other reasons for, for, for pushing uh, together certain opinions to take over society. It's a pity, and you can't, unfortunately, but it's a pity folk just, just can't accept the views of other people. And or in a free society, can you somehow get to some level of, of just accepting each other, but I won't follow what you're saying because it's, yeah, I ain't going along with it type of thing. You've got to have that. If you don't have that, you're under tyranny. Tyranny doesn't stop at any point and say, okay, we've got to this stage and that's good enough. We've achieved our goal and, and now we'll just continue just managing. No, it's got to go to some other stage and find other stages. That's how tyranny works. And you've got all these scientists involved, and the social scientists and behaviors all working for this new world order, the perfection of, of society, where everybody, well, 99% of the public will just be obedient little drones, basically. That's what they want. And don't forget, you don't have to be drugged out natural drugs, although they're making sure that there's such an incredible access to drugs these days, which is part of it. That's the soma. That's the soma. But also, walking around with, with something in your ears all the time, and that darn little phone in front of you, with two thumbs working away, that's another form of drug. And they're well aware of it, too. Folk can't take their eyes off it. Children can't. So you are in a brave new world. Already, And the brave part about it is that those who believe they are the masters of this system and are brave enough to, to push not just the experimentation and, to, and trials, but actually push it all the way through across the board in society and make it, and make it mandatory, make it all happen. They're doing it. And they don't do something and just sit back and see, oh, will this work or not? It's all micro-tested in small groups before they let it loose on the world. Every part of it. That's how it works. But getting back to news, the lack of real news is, is again part of what I'm talking about. You're getting rubbish substituted for news. You're also getting the shock elements. Shock elements. Get used to the shock elements. You get a lot more of them. What you saw for instance, 
or didn't see in Las Vegas. And the big puzzle left at the end, oh, why? There's just no sense, no sense, no sense. Well, is, is it that any different than, than people in London being told by the mayor of London to accept the stabbings and, and, and killings and, and getting mowed down by cars? Accept it as a part of life today. Can you believe they're actually telling you to accept this kind of thing? There's a reason behind it all. Because the system that's managing the world and, and crushing the world together, you might say, in a globalist system, has to bring in that disassociative technique into the minds until people can no longer trust their logic, their own logic. They will just turn and obey, obey, obey. That's what it's for. And I'm prattling on too long about this, but it's just evident to me, very obvious, what's going on today. It really is. Now, the little bit of news, a little bit of news I could get, as I say, I had to go to Israel to get any. And it reminded me so much of Bush Jr. when he got in. And uh, and when he got in, right away, the, the neocons were all of the, the people around him. And they'd had their list drawn up, uh, and I've talked about that ad, ad nauseum, of countries they wanted to be taken, have taken out. Once 9-11 happened, they got their Pearl Harbor event. That's what they said. They, they could never achieve this or get it started without the support of the public, and that would take a Pearl Harbor event. Bingo, 9-11 happened, and away they went. These guys could win any lot on the planet. They're so lucky. Then I went through the Bama era, where Rumsfeld, one of the neocons and a few other ones, publicly congratulated Obama for continuing the same wars and actually expanding them. And, of course, Trump is in today. He's thrown in with the whole bunch again to finish off those countries, and it's very evident. He's made the speeches about it. He's he's knocking Iran now, and Iran is also getting knocked by Israel, naturally, because Israel's next door, and they want to be free of that problem, any problem around them, in fact. And they're putting pressure on Trump as well in some of their articles. Uh, little test warnings, in a sense, of, you know, they're not happy, or certain people are not happy with them, with Trump, etc., uh, uh, etc. Et That's how it's done in, in, in the so-called diplomatic realms, <laughs> where other countries have uh, the ability to pressure. You are, and your military forces and your taxpayers at home too, for that matter. But it reminded me with Trump, what's happening now of Bush Jr. Because what Bush Jr. had to do was to get the, the, uh, the Christians in, in the U.S. on board for war. And I, I read the articles on the air at the time, in fact. From the mainstream, again, it was published stuff. There was no conspiracies involved. And it was to get uh, along the, the, the perfect Bernays route. Where Bernays said to the big advertising companies and all the executives, you, you don't go, go, if you want to change things or, or get people to work for you and to push your agendas, don't go door to door like that you do for your canvassing for politics. Go to towns where there's established organizations, any kind of organizations from women's groups to whatever, and the religious groups, and get the, the pastors and priests and so on on board with you. And they'll bring the flocks on board with you. Bernice said something more, of course, but it also meant you could you could help, you know, and you could help finance their <laughs> their operations to an extent too. Of course, it did, and uh, they get well rewarded. 
It's, it's, it's unfortunate human nature is so basic as that, isn't it? But it's the way it is. And anyway, Bush Jr. did just that, and he called the top TV evangelists and radio evangelists and, and prominent people in the Christian movement to Washington. And he, they wind and dined them and, and says, we want them all on board for these wars in the Middle East, which are around Israel. And uh, they got money for it too. And uh, that's, that's what they used. Well, he, here's Donald Trump. I wondered a few days ago when he started making his little Christian speeches for the first time. I thought, well, what's this? And then, it, then it, the bell went, oh, 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 I remember Bush Jr., and sure enough, now you've got articles where he's 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 gonna he's he's got all these different TV evangelist types visiting the White House. So you can always tell they're getting all ready for this a repeat of what we saw before. It's this the way it is. Of course it is. Of course it is. And it doesn't look good when you when you see them all getting ready for wars. And it's it's sad that you know religions always used. Always used in the people, and and the people just follow along like sheep. It's very very sad. Nothing to do. I I don't see Christianity in any of these groups at all. None, none. There's just no way, no way at all, no way at all. But again, facts don't really matter anymore. Eh? Now, one of the articles, as I say, is this one here. It says Netanyahu praises Trump's landmark decision to decertify Iran nuke deal. I touched on that last week too, I think, but this is uh, more on it too. It says, Israel opposed the U.S.-Iran nuclear deal, but how happy will Israel be if Trump really scraps it? And they make it out to be a kind of dilemma if it's really, really scrapped. And we know from other sources too that they're they're saying that Iran has, has complied with every legality that they've signed on to. But again, facts don't matter anymore when there's agendas at stake. They really don't matter. It mentions here how Netanyahu and Israel were terribly unhappy with Obama, who set up the, the present deal with, with Iran. And it says Netanyahu fought hard against the deal, and the disagreement with the Obama administration shook Israel's historic ties to the U.S. That's one article. Another article, too, has, has the Israeli taboo on criticizing Trump finally being lifted. This is diplomacy and how it works, this one. It says, the Pew Research Center found the percentage of American Jews who voted for Trump was smaller than for any other religious group in the U.S., with 71% casting ballots for Democratic candidate Hillary Clinton. It says, by contrast, the same Pew Research Center released a study of 37 countries in June that indicated that Trump's ratings were lower than his predecessor, Barack Obama, at the end of his term. Now, again, you, you, you can't take these, <laughs> these kind of polls to the, to the bank either. And it said here that the only country in the world where, where confidence in Trump was significantly higher than Israel was the Philippines. And it's no wonder that whenever Trump made statements or moves that resulted in condemnation from American Jews, he was treated by Israel with kid gloves. Examples include leaking the sensitive Israeli intelligence information to Russia, reaching a deal with Russians about Syria that gave a foothold to Iran, and a decision to delay moving the U.S. embassy to Jerusalem that came right after a Trump visit to Israel that was seen by Israelis as very positive. Now, that was part of his campaign to get all the votes behind him, and that's well known. He did promise that about moving the U.S. embassy to Jerusalem. 
But no issue has highlighted a difference in Trump between Israel and America Jews more than anti-Semitism in the U.S. And this is from Israeli papers that I'm reading. And he goes into it too. But they're, what they're really saying as well is that are they really ready to start criticizing Trump? In other words, they're telling Trump to, get, to, to, to fulfill his, his uh, promises. Or there might be more disagreements down the road. You also saw the U.S. and Israel working together recently against UNESCO, claiming anti-Israel bias. This is U.S. to withdraw from UNESCO, and uh, of course uh, Israel had done it too. Interestingly enough, the head of UNESCO was just replaced, I think, yesterday. And you can read that for yourself to see who the Putin is, even a bit happier. But it just shows you that the, the power politics and how very quickly they move with those that have the power to get what they want done, done. Regardless of all the nations, they end up paying for it all down the road in many different ways. I'll put some of these links up for anyone who wants to read them. Most folk can't be bothered reading today. And it's true that they've done other polls and they're admitting that they're winning in their psychological warfare on the public but because the people's attention span is really, really dropping. Not just the children's, but the people now too. Not really good, is it? Also, the big push on electric cars, which again is only a partial stopgap as they get the, the gasoline cars off the road. Remember, Agenda 21 says there'll be no private cars. That's, that's their ultimate goal. So what, and what's left of the century, they've got to fulfill all the rest of these parts of the agenda step by step, get you onto electric cars, make the, all the electric cars are, are, are paid for basically by the taxpayer who pays about 90% of the cost of them. And they won't be doing that forever. And then, of course, when they stop doing that and get rid of gasoline cars, you won't be able to afford the new electric cars. And so you'll be stuck in your little communitarian area that you're, that you're allocated to live in. The future's all planned, unfortunately, folks. And, and that, that's the key to it. The reason you're given so much trash as a substitute for news is because the future is planned. They've trained you not to participate and even expecting to be informed by our governments what really is going on. They've trained the people. They're, what they're dishing out now and, and pretending it's news. It's not news at all. They're training you that leave it to the world managers. The people come out with special wombs who are there to, they're experts in running your lives, the technocrats. Leave it to them and don't be involved in the big things in life. That's what they're training you to, to really do. And it's working. Look around you. So this is one about North Carolina and Tesla. Then Tesla fires hundreds of employees while trying to ramp up vehicle production. Uh, corporate, about corporate welfare. All you need to do today is to be a massively wealthy person. Get the governments, uh, people in government, into government. Yeah, I'm sure you'll, you'll help in their elections. You'll, you'll pay them to run, etc. And then they'll turn around and push forward bills to make sure that your cars are going to get funded by the taxpayer. And this is how things are. Isn't that how it really, really works? Of course it is. Corporate welfare. But all, all big corporations are like this now, too. So I'll put a few up on uh, this, this vehicle production and so on. And then, as I've said before... As they're cutting back on power, electrical power, and make you pay more and more and more, that's part of the agenda too, to bring you into austerity. 
where all your spending money will go in essentials only. I've said that for years. Not because I'm guessing at it. I've read their own articles from the big think tanks that work on it. So it gives you maps to show um, just how much more Europeans pay for electricity than Americans. And it's getting, even this article is getting uh, people, people across the world used to the idea, well, if they're paying more, then so should you be. And shortly you will be, if you're not already. <laughs> but they give you a list of what they're paying in different countries. It says Denmark and Germany were the European nations with the most expensive power. Well, Germany and Denmark are, are two of the most indoctrinated countries ever, really since World War Two, big time. And so they were used, in fact, Germany was used, along with Japan, as, as a new type of culture by starting them off at the old idea of year zero after World War II with a new generation and a total indoctrination into being ultra, ultra, ultra obedient. And that's what you've got today. And so naturally, they're, like, they're, they're paying through the nose for everything and, and saying nothing about it. They're accepting it. And again, they use all the different, they use these countries as big study bases and find ways to get other countries to follow suit. And if there's any mumbling at all, they know how to get around all the grumbling and mumbling of the people. That's how they do things. National grid calls for electric rate hike, Rhode Island. And then another one here, national grid electric rate increase in Massachusetts. National grid rate hike would add $22 a month to bills. This is another article here, too, in it for the U.S. It goes on and on and on, doesn't it? The rising of Britain's new politics. Too. I'll put that in. That's, that's by John Pilger. A very good article, actually. He goes through this technique of rewriting history, which is happening all the time. Always does happen, by the way. Stuff has happened in your own lifetime. It's all gone and rewritten into something else already. I've seen it. I've witnessed it. And it does touch, Pilger does touch too on the military-industrial complex and the wars that Britain's been involved in and shows you how it's the left wing that's generally been in charge of uh, when all the big wars have been declared. And again, totally in bed, the left wing as well. As, uh, same with the right wing. But the left wing completely in bed with the, the military-industrial complex. He names all the big corporations that work with them, etc. As I say, they're all prostitutes and that, that's the game they play. That's just a game. And just to, to show you the, the same agenda, the same script being pulled out as the neocons used before with Bush Jr. Now we have Donald Trump. It's just told an enthusiastic crowd of social conservatives on Friday. The U.S. is bringing back moral clarity and respect for religious beliefs under his leadership. And they're going back to stop attacking the Judeo-Christian values, etc. And, and then it goes on to who's who. Uh, of Donald Trump's um, faith advisors. It's the same bunch, uh, or, or their children, interesting, or their sons, uh, generally, uh, of the previous bunch of, of the religious leaders are in, in with the White House and helping to, adv- supposedly advising, etc. But it's to get their, their flock on board to see who Jesus would bomb next. And that's the farce of it, too. And anything that is true in this world, or decent, or nice, or honest, is always corrupted in no time at all and used by the very, very evil characters who love to run the world. And again, Christian leaders urge Trump to recognize Jerusalem as Israel's capital. What a coincidence that uh, the Christian leaders... Do you really think that's a coincidence? Of course it isn't. 
And then this one here, let's go State of the Union, the, the Evangelical Vote. It talks about by Tim Egan. This was put out November 2004 when the neocons were in the, pre- the previous time, but it goes through the presidential election and, and so on and so on and so on, and how they used conservative Christians community, uh, which was crucial at that time to George Bush's success, and, and not just in the election, but in getting the wars going and keeping the people pacified while the wars were happening. And again, too, for evangelicals supporting Israel is God's foreign policy. And again, a few things to do with Hollywood, which, which again, I, would, I, I don't even, I can be even bothered with, but I'll put up anyway. But it's just, that, 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 come on, get off this, this, your shock nonsense. <laughs> we, we have a society today that's so contaminated with the, 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 the kind of porn that churned out by the mainstream movies from Hollywood that the people themselves can't be shocked about anything. But they can certainly feign it in Hollywood when it suits. It's really amazing. It's, come on, come on. But again, they're all actors and actresses. They're really shocked. Hmm. I'm not saying it's right. I'm just saying this is the way it is in that, in that place. It's, and it's, it's, of course, it's disgusting. And, and, and it's an op- it's, there's no secret about it. It's, it's, it's open. It's, it's not even an open secret. It's, it's completely in the open. It's always been that way. Yeah. But anyway, uh, I'll put these articles up tonight and hope that you get something out of them. Because that's all, that's literally all you can get out of the, the system right now. And all I really watch out is, is for what war is next, basically. That's the, more, that's the most important things that are going on is the wars. And the next bunch of wars, and it's a few of them, they've got a few other countries on the list to take out yet. The same ones that General Wesley Clark talked about, uh, the whole list. There's quite a few ones yet. There'll be an awful lot more refugees too. They're going to be flooding out into an already way overburdened post-manufacturing society. We're all, as I say, just paddling service economies now, and we're paddling until we can't paddle anymore, and we'll, we'll simply drown in a swimming pool. That's where we're going with it all. Not good news, but it's reality. If you want fake news, go into Hollywood going to Disneyland and believe the world's a happy, wonderful place. It's a choice, isn't it? Or take, take any of the proscribed or so-called street drugs, your soma, and, and just, you know, slumber your life away. That, this is all deliberate. It's all manufactured and planned that way. Of course it is. <laughs> yeah. It's not a good time, but it's an interesting time. It is interesting, isn't it? And I do tell people, don't give up. It's your, your life and your sanity, your personal sanity you got to look after. Not the crowd, not, not the mob, or anybody else's. It's your own sanity. And knowing the truth can free you. It frees you. The truth can set you free. Not the crowd, not the mob, not, not the nation, not the world. You. Always was. Always was. And that's what the intent of the original Christianity was meant to do as well. Not to be taken over by a massive bureaucracy or political organization to be used against, against the people. So I'm saying anything that's, that's decent and honest and real will be subverted right away. From myself, Alan Watt from Ontario, Canada, it's good night. 
me, you go to your God's school with you.